<laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no way. Well, I did a while. I was just literally just pressing the line. I was like, this is so hard today. No. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. You're right, yeah? I'm, I'm good. But you know what's sad, yeah? I'm scared to start again, like, so I can do an intro. So I'm just going to be like, nope, we're just going to carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. I'm really scared. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just you have the patience of like a saint and a half. Oh no, I got I got a little voice. So <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. went an ordeal today. So thank you so much for your patience. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. No. Yeah. How are you? Um, I've been good. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just cracking on. Uh, you know, trying to keep busy with all this stuff going on and trying to like plan ahead and stuff like that. Yeah, how's that? Are you missing football? Like being on yeah, miss it loads, man. Um uh, I got like injured like literally the week before like this lockdown stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I was like I wasn't really too active at all. Um, yeah. over like the last couple of months and that. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, oh no. Yeah, actual football though, I, yeah, I miss it like crazy, but how's your injury now? Uh, much better, much better. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to like hopefully things going back towards normal and playing again and that. Yeah, so you weren't part of like the exercise craze of lockdown. Oh no, unfortunately no. I was uh <laughs> near enough bedbound. <laughs> yeah. Did you try like baking at least? Say that again. Did you try the baking craze at least? Because oh, no, definitely not. That's, <laughs> that's that's not really my uh my uh, alley so to speak <laughs> you don't like baking uh i like like eating cake <laughs> <laughs> you're one of those listen i appreciate the food but yeah. i don't like the process yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll be a taster and all of that but... yeah amazing well thank you so much for joining us for the live and for um like making me hassle you for this as well because like all the people that we speak to on um throughout the lockdown we've spoken to each story is something that we really really respect and like with your journey and the amazing work that you guys are doing as well like i think it would be really like i would love to like learn more and um like when you do an insta live like it's amazing but then after the episode ends like you know then that's it it ends yeah, yeah. but the great thing with the podcast is like the story remains and you know people can listen and learn something and you know network and it's it's a really good opportunity for yeah. everyone no thank you thanks for having me on man appreciate yeah no worries but before we get to know your project i want to get to know a bit more about you you grew up in hackney yeah 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 yeah, so take me back to your childhood. When did sports come into you, like, you know, your life? Um, as long as I can remember, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, my mum, uh, she's a, a Arsenal fan. So, um, so, yeah, so growing up, like, you know, match of the day, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. That was all, like, household, as long as I can remember. Um, okay. And then, you know, like, primary school, all of that, that. Like, playing football at lunchtime and breaks and all that kind of stuff that was all like me so um literally as as long as I can remember I've been that like, passionate about football and generally quite sporty um wow. yeah. and when did you realize like this is kind of what I wanted to do like you know in terms of long-term working towards like working in football kind of thing um again probably pretty early on uh as a kid, like growing up, obviously, you know, everyone goes through the, the want to be a footballer dream kind of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't say I really like pursued that um, growing up, to be honest. And then, um, but then, yeah, I've had like, you know, coaching roles and I've done like a lot of youth work over the years. So I kind of always knew that um, that's kind of like the route or, you know, the kind of avenue that I wanted to go down work with. Uh, amazing and how did it start like what did you start with first um I think I might have like my first kind of like youth work kind of job I think I might have done I think it was like a school placement kind of thing where I was like um working with like young kids uh at like a primary school helping them like with like their playground games and lunchtime activities something along those kind of lines I think that might have been the first um time I'd done it um and 
actually, yeah, yeah from there, um, I've done like some youth work at that like, that I used to go to when I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, literally just like had a few jobs from there and got a bit more experienced and, and done different roles, really. Amazing. And then, so how did the Golden Youth Football Academy come into like the picture? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so my mum's my mom's Gambian uh, mm. and I've been going there um, since I was young again, uh, as long as mm-hmm. I can remember. Um, and like I said, obviously I've always played football. So when I go out there, it's the same kind of thing. And obviously it's, it's fascinating for me because obviously I've grown up here. So, you know, just experiencing yeah. like a different kind of, you know, football is football, but obviously there's like a different kind of vibe and South African yeah. football and all that kind of stuff. So obviously I'd play as much as I, as much as I could when I was younger um, and, you know, saw that, you know, these kids are as good as, if not better in some cases than the kids over here, if you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. um, I guess as I got older, I started to see more so um, the differences in like, uh facilities available to them and the infrastructure that kind of stuff uh, yeah between obviously uh football here and football in the gambia uh, yeah and i guess just trying to like bridge that gap was like, the thought process behind it um okay yeah. and so what kind of things do you guys do with them then um so at the moment um pretty much focused on on you know the football academy itself um mm-hmm. train we've got about 60 plus boys now um oh. eight to 18 um, mm-hmm. and then we train twice a week uh, mm-hmm. as a as a project we like registers as a charity out there and as a project our aim is to obviously use football as you know the pull factor and um the factor that i guess attracts the boys to to work with us um and then from there obviously trying to get into more like uh community support and youth development um career advice and mentoring um, educational support all of those kind of off the field um support uh yeah, and yeah so that's that's like the route that we're, we're trying to go down amazing and was it easy to kind of or was it really difficult to kind of start like a project when you're in a different country yeah. like to understand the process and like everything else of it or did you having like you know some of your heritage yeah. there did that help um yeah it definitely helped um in regards to just you know having family members on the ground that um can help i guess be the the middleman so to speak between us from here and and you know our coaches and team on the ground uh, mm-hmm. especially at the beginning if you know what i mean in regards to getting the foundations in place and making sure you know things are happening the way that we kind of wanted them to uh, mm-hmm. so yeah so that was that was a really big challenge initially obviously uh you know, we first started off, I guess, with a coaching team that, you know, we'd never met um, for, you know, the best part of a year until I kind of went out there. So, you know, <laughs> just that alone, if you know what I mean, is, you know, couldn't be challenging. And um, there isn't really a language barrier uh, because, you know, a lot of the Gambians speak English. Um, you know, yeah. just in regards to, you know, sometimes technology issues and the connection not being great and, you know, these little things. Um, sending equipment obviously out there takes time and costs money so these little things um, have been have been barriers but definitely having family in Gambia and understanding the culture a bit better um, definitely helps. Amazing and you know what like even with what Juari is doing with Star Sisters as well in terms of like when you go to a developing country instead of just dropping aid and then coming back Mm -hmm. like the idea of starting something to kind of empower the youth over there and not just the youth but the community overall and giving them like skills and like a lifelong you know kind of things because especially with something like football, which is like a global sport that just brings everyone together. Like, I think that's incredible because it makes people feel, you know, it makes them feel like, what's the word I'm looking for? How do you notice when young people are being part of the games and the spirit of what you guys create? Like, what would you describe it as? Um, I guess, yeah, like you said, I don't know. Um, I guess it's just enhancing that that community vibe I guess like you said I, I don't know myself, yeah. but I know exactly what you mean and for us that's that's really key um I think Gambia probably more so than here anyway um 
mm. has very strong community ties if you know what i mean like the family units are, are generally quite strong in the community ties um yeah within a community or an area they're generally yeah. generally quite strong so that's something that definitely we can we can use to our advantage because it's already there uh, and it's yeah. just about us i guess empowering those groups if you know what i mean uh, yeah so so yeah so to draw on you know like we said football is such a um it's such an easy way i think to be honest of, of drawing big groups of people together um yeah and then, yeah like you said from from there i think we we're in a good position to to kind of show them and help support them um in in whatever routes they want to go down really yeah it's funny because like your team works with like mainly boys and Jerarius team mainly works with girls so why are you guys like not working with like together like all the boys and girls um, yeah no it's it's definitely <laughs> it's definitely something that you know we're we're open um to doing i don't want to too yeah. too much but we're we're literally <laughs> currently working on a on a project to yeah. start doing some some work with some girls in gambia uh, collaborating yeah. with another organization um, yeah and yeah I think initially like I said it was it was quite a challenge just you know getting solidified and getting our foundations um in place out there and like you said um it's a really big thing for us in regards to being uh what's the word um kind of open to like different like groups and things um no, I meant like being consistent, basically, and, and yeah, yeah. So we didn't want it to be a thing where, um, like when me and my brother are doing all right financially, for example, we can send yeah. all the footballs over. But then you know, if I'm broke this month or whatever, then the boys out there suffer. So you know, we really try to work hard on having a structure that, um, you know, we can maintain, um, and have like even if it's slow and slow progress you know it's steady and it's constant so uh so yeah. yeah so the first few years i wouldn't say that you would see like a loads loads of um visible progress if you know what i mean but we made sure we put in things yeah. in place where we tried not to to have too many setbacks um other than you know what happens just in, in general if you know what i mean that's just life but oh you know yeah. overall um we've generally been quite consistent and grown and expanded um quite well so um so yeah so I think that was the case of amazing yeah so that's what I was gonna ask you like how long did it take for um how long did it take for you guys to notice like the difference in the work that you were making yeah. when did you start like um the, the campaign um, so we init initially like started or partnered up with with a, a really small local team um that were based at not far from where my mum's uh, lives in Gambia um mm -hmm. so yeah so we partnered with them in 2014 um got our name registered in gambia all that kind of stuff um and then yeah literally it's been like five years from then uh we moved from um we started sending equipment over to to the coach that we we partnered with um, mm -hmm. explained you know what we were looking to do as a, a long-term vision he was on board and you know, mm -hmm. willing to support us with that um so you know we started sending over you know just like bibs cones footballs whatever i could kind of get hold of or you know whatever we could afford kind of thing um and sending them over uh, my mum, she's um been doing charity work in gambia for a long time uh, so yeah mm -hmm. so i used to like just put uh like footballs and bibs and cones on like barrels or containers that she was like sending to gambia anyway um <laughs> and nice. then uh and then yeah so that was like where it kind of started and where like i said you know um a lot of these kids don't have access to, to you know a lot of this equipment and facilities um even just small things to us like that you know sending over bibs and a few footballs and cones and stuff it started to kids, if you know yeah. what i mean from from our local area so it was like okay yeah something's going on here kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. that started attracting people and then we kind of literally just grew from there um, and then we got in contact with a school out there called Sebek. Um, they're like mm -hmm. an international school. So they've got uh, a primary site, again, not too far from where my mum's lived, where my mum lives. Um, and then we moved to there. Uh, 
because just they've, they've got you know they've got a grass pitch and goals and stuff like that so you know that was a bit of slow progress um yeah. and then you know in regards to you know raising the standard if you know what i mean and and trying to work to you know um the standard that we're used to here if you know what i mean that was a big thing just because so many of the gambian kids are training on you know sandy pitches and stuff and we're saying you know if we're trying to get these kids to play at the standard you know um where they can you know uh make money that can change their families lives and stuff in europe then surely we need yeah. to have the basics in place where they're training on the pitches they're going to be playing on if you know what i mean so little things like that for us um you know we're, we're big uh moments in regards to making progress if you know what i mean uh, that's you know, nice so we moved yeah. to the, the primary school um again for the kids that was a big thing if you know what i mean having access to uh, a grass with goals yeah. and training every two weeks now you know it started becoming a bit more um of a project i guess uh, more yeah. kids started coming and then we kind of outgrew that pitch so then we moved to their secondary school site um because it's got a bigger pitch and bigger goal more space mm. um and then yeah we've been there for i don't know probably about a year and a half now maybe two years yeah, wow sure. okay that's amazing see the more i host this podcast and i talk to like sports people i'm learning like all of these different terminologies of like different uh -huh. games and so like when you said now like all the kids were in that one pitch i was just like i was just picturing just one massive like yeah. game or do you have like different divisions where you've got like the five side uh -huh. and the other side and all the side hustle yeah. people um so now we generally focus on you know like 11 aside football if you know yeah. as, a, as a structure um, but then yeah for yeah. our training sessions where we break up into different age groups and sometimes we'll have like small-sided games sometimes we'll have friendlies mm -hmm. sometimes it'll be just training um so yeah so again so i you know i try to bring um whatever experience i have or um you know from from coaching here and from whatever advice i get from people that i know um to pass it on mm -hmm. to um to to the coaches out there um i'm also yeah. aware and conscious of you know them having their own methods and like i said generally football's football but um you know i guess it's just about that transferring information and talking about different methods and techniques and hopefully you know it works out best for the, the boys really that's amazing wow and then like working alongside the school mm -hmm. and things do you notice like the school like it actually impacts the children in terms of their behavior and their confidence and kind of like just makes them feel a bit more to have something to look forward um, to yeah definitely i think um from what i've from what i've heard you know we try to again where we're here uh, based in the uk mm -hmm. and i only go out there you know like twice a year or whatever um mm -hmm. i try to be uh, in as much contact with the team, with the boys as, as possible and stuff. So um, we're in like WhatsApp groups and, um, you know, I chat to the boys in there sometimes. Um, and from what I've gathered, it's, you know, it's been a really positive influence. And, you know, we've got our project manager and he speaks to the boys and I speak to the boys just about getting that balance between playing football and focusing on your education and um not putting all your eggs into one basket as much as we try to push them and support them with developing a football career uh, you know we're not yeah. we're not in the, the business of selling dreams and stuff so um i wouldn't want or you know try not to let any of the kids make this a distraction from their education which i know is very important to a lot of their parents and stuff so um, i think yeah i think it's, yeah. Been, it's been good because we've got a, a different kind of influence if you know what i mean to your parents when yeah. they're just like yeah get this work done smash these grades <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I, think that, I think that message comes mm. across a bit different when you know you're a coach or you know they might see me as this this guy that runs this academy and blah 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 but um you know, yeah. i think if yeah. i can use like my voice or however they see me <laughs> uh, you know as, as mm -hmm. a, then yeah it's all good amazing talking of grades what was um your time at school like were you kind of a studious person or you're like um, nah, I want to play sports more a bit of both I guess uh, <laughs> um, okay. yeah I guess like uh, my parents um, so I'm like half Gambian half Jamaican and both my parents I guess come from 
you know, like a traditional kind of back or background in regards to, you know, focusing on your education and getting getting good grades and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I was quite smart in school, but I wouldn't say I was a studious person. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like a little bit of like the class clown, mess around kind of guy. But my <laughs> grades were decent and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, a bit, yeah. Of, a bit of everything. But um, yeah, I loved my football. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't get to play as but did your parents have like a traditional, like a career path for you? Like, did they like, because most yeah. African parents have like the this doctor, thing where they're yeah. like, you know, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, there was a bit of that. And like I said, because I think my, my parents saw, I guess, that I had like the capability, uh, I guess mm. it was kind of a thing for them in regards to, you know, um, reach, you know, attaining as, as good as possible, I guess. But, um, Personally, I wouldn't ever say it was really a, a aspiration of mine, or I was ever motivated to yeah. do anything like that. To be honest. And did you um, after school? Did you go uh, pursue into university? Um, again, it was something I thought about. I never really, I never ended up getting into it. Um, yeah, but something yeah. I've thought about a lot more recently, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but you know what a lot of people like now especially like in the world of like creativity and like how everything is changing and a lot of people are saying like you know there was no point of me going to university because I had spent three years and a whole lot of money mm-hmm. learning something when actually the thing that I want to do is a talent and a skill yeah. that I have uh-huh. myself so I think like that's like a different thing with everyone like um not everyone has to follow the traditional route into the, you know, whatever that we're supposed mm-hmm. to do in life. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I think that was kind of, I don't think I really knew how to say it, I guess, at the time. Um, but I think that yeah. was definitely me. Like, uh, at the time, I wouldn't have said that after finishing school, I really knew, you know, what I wanted to study or what I thought would be a good career route. Um, you know, I knew what I was passionate mm. about, which was football and stuff. But again, in, in, in regards to, turning that into a, a real career especially one that you know my parents probably would have approved of like I couldn't really think of anything if you know what I mean so then uni didn't really appeal to me um like I said whereas now you know in regards to me I think knowing a lot more what I want to do and having a bit of experience of that kind of stuff uh, I feel much in a much better mm-hmm. place to to really to understand exactly what you want to do yeah. yeah and like kind of in regards to like you know what's going on with the world right now like everything's a bit like you know gloom not just in terms of covid but i'm talking yeah. about like with all this like the protests and mm-hmm. everything that's happening growing up in hackney as you know yeah. a young black person did you ever feel like you had to kind of be extra vigilant in your youth or were you always um, felt safe? No, definitely uh yeah like i wouldn't say growing up I got involved in anything too crazy um but yeah mm-hmm. definitely just you know being from Hackney um you know poses its own kind of issues I guess growing up um especially like a young black boy yeah. um so yeah so definitely I guess like vigilant I wouldn't say you know it stopped me really from doing anything um per se like I said I wasn't you know too tied up in anything um so yeah but yeah it was definitely you know a factor in in growing up and how you carry yourself and that kind of stuff do you think having something like sports or like an activity or things that you're passionate about when you're young kind of plays a factor in keeping young people busy mm-hmm. away from not the streets but like you know getting involved in like you know situations that could got um, them into harm yes and no uh I think it can be um, like a positive distraction. I think, like I said, you know, like with my project, I think definitely it can be uh, used as like a tool to pull people towards you, if you know what I mean. Um, I do Mm -hmm. kind of think that that is, you know, a starting process and then there needs to be something behind it. Um, Because like I said, unless you've uh, really got... Um, the opportunity to take these kids play football with them or do whatever sport that you're doing with them and then give them an opportunity out of that um 
there's no guarantee that you know these kids are just going to do sport forever if you know what i mean and come youth club and just play football yeah. in this in, in the hall every day for years like so um so yeah so i think you know there does need to be some kind of support system in place outside of um you know sports but definitely i think it can be a, a good factor yeah like you were involved in community and like um, youth work and stuff like that so do you think the way like currently our society like there's been a lot of cuts made into the youth services and community centers and things do you think that has impacted um the engagement yeah, of young I think people so, definitely um i've had that a few different jobs and stuff over the years but i think when um the the most recent kind of sets of cuts were made um, to like the public sector and stuff um yeah i remember it definitely affected even the place i was working at at the time um yeah me and, mm. and my colleague and stuff so uh and then you know the the amount of kids that we used to work with every week and like i said um it's not the be all and end all but just having them safe spaces where kids can go and meet friends and chill and blah 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 you know taking those things away definitely i think is a factor in in you know a lot of what follows if you know what i mean um to you know kids yeah. and, and what's going on today so uh, yeah yeah um now you said you're um half gambian yeah. half jamaican and what is your faith yeah. uh, you're muslim and like what was that like kind of like especially growing up in hackney which is like predominantly i think it's got a lot of um, asian like backgrounds and a lot yeah, of different yeah, cultures like um, what was that like it's fine to be honest uh the Hackney is very yeah. multicultural, um, yeah, very diverse area and stuff. So, uh, I, I love that to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was, you know, kind of it felt natural if you know what I mean. Growing up, and so many different people, yeah, different cultures, all that kind of stuff. Um, in I think two days time, I think, because we'll be talking to um these two sisters who are going to be talking about what's it like to be um black and Muslim in today's yeah. society, and one of them, like during the early stages of the conversation, she was like, "Why is everyone like according to like all the like a lot of um Muslim people who are like putting posts during yeah. the protest, everybody keeps referencing Bilal as like you know the yeah. like the uh -huh. most known like." I think that's just the case always if you know what I mean it's I think a lot of black people have an issue with that in general having you know it's almost like anyone you know black and, and famous almost is the poster boy or the, the poster lady or the voice of everybody <laughs> else that's black and um yeah i don't know <laughs> it's like black history yeah. month and martin luther king yeah, and like, rosa exactly, parks yeah all that kind of stuff it's just like it does get a bit um yeah, yeah it's boring almost yeah. i guess but uh yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> but it gets there do you think like um faith plays a factor in sports like people and like especially with race as well like I've seen footballers who are in the middle of a game and there's incredibly awful things being said to them and yet they seem so stoic and calm and not even like showing anger like yeah. in the middle of a pitch like it's, it's frustration but like would you keep your patience if someone were to like in the middle Personally, of a pitch throw things at you um, <laughs> yeah. I doubt it <laughs> Um, no, it's it's when I see that kind of stuff, you know, I I think it is commendable. Um, personally, I I don't think but that kind of temperament, but you know, it's it's hard to say if you know what I mean. I'm I'm thinking of me as me, if you know what I mean. It's different if you're a professional, but at the same time, saying that, um, you know, it doesn't. I think a lot of people use that almost as like a justification. Oh yeah, you're professional. You know, suck it up or oh, you're on this crazy wage, you shouldn't complain kind of thing. And I think that's such a, a weird mentality to have. Um, I think it's quite unique to yeah. football, if you know what I mean. In no other working environment would you be expected to put up with racial abuse and just crack on with it, if you know what I mean. But I think people look at footballers mm. um, and a lot of the time go on that they don't have emotions and they're not people and, you know, this kind of stuff. So I do think 
something that people need to be a bit yeah. more conscious of when they're having these kind of talks. Yeah, I think it's like one of the key messages like right now, isn't it? Like people are saying enough is enough. Like no one needs to be polite anymore. No one needs to be like making excuses yeah. anymore. Like, you know, it's just, it's simple. Like people yeah. are not going to take that anymore. So I think like, it's, like society is shifting in a bizarre, positive way in like, with lots of things being destroyed, but in a, yeah. you know, something is coming out of it. So it's bound to happen yeah how do you stay motivated do you ever have moments where you're just like i can't no, be bothered definitely. to do anything um probably too many <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah like the team um that i have well here and in gambia to be fair you know i've got a really good team around me i'd say so um you know after i came up with like the initial idea and stuff and started working on their project um my older brother he kind of came on board um and he's really like uh mr motivator kind of guy so uh so yeah so he you know he started questioning me about you know what i wanted to do and have i thought about this and how would you do that and how are you going to be self-sustainable and blah 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 um and then from there he you know he was um i guess i, I got the seal of approval kind of thing so he got on board um and he's really helped push it and then you know some of my close friends um from here they've they've come on board so we've got like a really close team here um and also my team in gambia mm. um you know they're all, you know generally they're from you know similar kind of areas or um they've been friends of friends and references in regards to our coaching stuff um so my team here even when sometimes i'm slacking or i'm supposed to have done something by this day and it's not done. My brother will be like, Ishmael, what's going on? Like, hurry up. Like, da 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 da. Um, and you know that ultimately, as uh, you know, the the head of it, if you know what I mean, where you know, if I'm slacking, then everything else essentially can kind of follow suit, if you know what I mean. So, um, I guess that's a big factor in me staying motivated. Or, um, but yeah, I've got a really good team behind me, and they keep they keep pushing me and make sure um, I'm on my toes. Uh, and then I, feel, I guess the final thing is is just some a lot of the time I see, you know, it can be little things sometimes where I see a picture of one kid that um, started the academy with us and he's been with us for three four years and you you know I can see a picture of him literally when he was young and a picture of him today and just knowing that he's been with us the whole time and whatever it is that he's learned and life skills, um, you know, sometimes it's little things like that or. Um, yeah, just memories of that tournament we've had out there or, uh, you know, small successes, I guess. Um, we've had another kid uh, one time. I think we were out there in Gambia. Um, my brother and I, we went to watch a, a game um, between like two divisional teams out there and like someone that like, shouted us down from the stands. Um, and then he came down and he was like one of our former players, but he was like playing for that team. Um, so, you know, so little things like that uh you know keep you going um yeah amazing i think that's really nice like i like the idea of like having a support network like to kind of keep you not just motivated but keep you accountable as well because sometimes when you're yeah. working on something you have those moments when you just like you know yeah. i'll do it later and then I'll just, you know, all these things. But to have people that are just like on, you know, just making sure that you're following it through. But then at the same time, with the success stories of the young people, it's that thing that keeps you, it gives you a purpose. Yeah, like yeah. all the hard work is worth it. Because once you see like stories mm -hmm. like that coming no, definitely, through. Definitely. That's, yeah. yeah. That's good. And so where do you see like um your project going now? What's your next thing that um, you're working quite on? Quite a moment? few things. So uh like I said, you know, me and especially where we're here, one thing that I guess kind of works to our advantage is that um you know, we're you where we're almost like disconnected almost from the physical academy, um, a lot of our work will be mm. into networking and planning ahead and researching and all that kind of stuff um and you know now we've got like mm -hmm. a really good project manager on the ground so he can kind of take care of a lot of the day-to-day -day, um facilities and like i said we're in contact literally every day but you know he can kind of take care of the things on the ground and we can do a lot of the networking and researching and trying to help the project grow as a whole if that makes sense um, so yeah so yeah. we've we've been we've been doing that 
um, a lot. And I guess uh, one of our things is looking into trying to secure some land. Um, obviously, where we do train at a school, obviously, we're very grateful and it's, it's been great as a partnership over the years. But eventually, in regards to, you know, training more regularly, um, more often during the week, for example, those kind of things could um, become a, a stumbling block because obviously just because we're using a school site um you know and they have they might need their yeah. own facilities um we also like i said want to start doing some work with the young girls um in gambia uh, so that's that's another mm-hmm. avenue that we're looking to go down um you know working on the, the off the field community development education yeah there's loads of different yeah things um we're, we're in the process of setting up like a, a sports shop so that we've got a mm. member of staff there, um, supply them with a job, um, and then some of the money, well, the money that we raised there would, you know, stay in Gambia um, and invest in, you know, activities yeah. and training and wages, all that kind of stuff. So just really just trying to support the community and, and invest in the young people there, really. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I like that. It's like a doing something good for the, the kids, but then also the business element of like the shop and everything yeah. else that comes into it, because it must be really hard to sustain like a campaign, like in a country mm-hmm. where you're not there all the time and you're not overseeing yeah. everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, that's really incredible. So how do you spend your time here? Like you said, you're doing your, when you're not there, like you're doing your research and campaigning and other things, but how do you like keep um, saying like otherwise? Yeah, football, football, like I said, it's, it's a big <laughs> thing for me in regards to like my downtime, if you want to call it that. Um, so yeah, so generally, you know, so yeah. I guess I try to keep a balance between, you know, working like job, job, um, mm-hmm. and then obviously working on the project you know, chilling out and stuff. So I mm-hmm. think between the three, um, I guess they kind of just work themselves out, if that makes sense. Like my work hours are my work hours. Um, GYFA, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't stop <laughs> really around around those hours. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like weekends and stuff, mm-hmm. I'll play my football or some weekday evenings and stuff. So I think overall the, the balance kind of just worked itself. Yeah. 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 I think that's the thing with a lot of people, like, because um, Jueri uh-huh. is working full time as well and it's yeah. just running Star Sisters. And a lot of people, like, remember what I was telling you as well, like, I had like a thousand things happening yeah. at once and it was just like, what do you focus on? Your job, yeah. job, or do you focus on this? So, how do you find the ability to organize, like, yeah. well, what, how many hours you're going to focus on your external project and focus on um, your, you know, your again, career? Yeah, to be honest, I don't really, as far as like my project, is concerned I don't really have a schedule for it to be honest um I feel like I've always got something that I'm supposed to be doing with it um whether it's email this guy yeah. or type this up or like even speaking about it I'm, I'm just thinking I'm supposed to be doing something now so <laughs> so yeah so like on, in regards to that um I wouldn't really say I have a schedule and um yeah even though you know I do see the and, and understand the importance of having a balance for for these things um generally I just try to get mm. it done um yeah more often than yeah. not I feel like I'm slacking but you know it is what it is I guess um, but there's only so much you can do really <laughs> in it um but yeah yeah you're a very calm person so your management style would you say you're very like calm in leadership when um, you're leading your team or do you ever have those moments when you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, we've had our moments. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, generally, generally I'm quite a laid back and chilled person. And I think that um, one in general, but two, especially, you know, where me and my brother run this from here, um, that kind of approach of mm. that really authoritarian um, kind of dictator approach, I, I really don't think that that's productive or or kind of works well um and can that like, wrap up the wrong way if you know yeah. what I mean um uh mm-hmm. especially because I, I don't I really have a thing against coming across as this kind of West is best kind of theory in it. So uh so yeah so I think that generally I try to to work with um the Gambian team as closely as possible. Um you know like I said I, I chat to the project manager regularly, I chat to the coaches I chat to the boys as much as possible 
um and you know try, try and get like a really a good picture of the whole situation if you know what i mean um and that way i think i can try and provide the, the best service um possible. that's good mm-hmm. yeah i like that having the bigger picture once you have the bigger picture and you focus yeah. towards that like you and your team like can that's you have that to focus on because everything else is fine now you can just like you know mm-hmm. fix along the way because a lot of organizations they are focused on the quick here and now, like we've got to do this, we've got to do this, and all the energy and all the chaos goes towards that. But the fact that when you've got like the end goal of where Uh you want to take this and why you're doing this in the first place, then everything else kind of works towards that. Then you've got like, now I want to do this little project, we're going to get the land, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, then it all comes together. It's so true because like over the years, that's happened countless times where, um, you know, we've had a, a, a bigger picture, I guess, in mind. Um, and like I said, you know, I'm always willing to, to listen and we, to be discuss things, you know, me and the, the team on the ground. Um, sometimes, like I said, because yeah. we've got a, a bigger picture in mind, we might say that we want something done this way and it kind of needs to be done this way for X, Y and Z reason. And, sometimes, you know, they might not understand mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but then, you know, like you said, by doing it that way and sticking to certain ideals or whatever, um, you know, when you do reach the end goal, mm-hmm. it all kind of makes sense. And I think we've um, grown well like that and, and vice versa, if you know what I mean, sometimes we've taken advice um, from our team because they're on the ground and they know the boys better or they know the football industry in Gambia better. Um, made a decision based on that, which yeah. has, which has worked better for us in, in the, the bigger picture. So um Amazing. And like you spoke about the importance of partnerships, like partnerships you develop here, partnerships that you made with the mm-hmm. schools and everything over there. Like if someone were to making a start of finding their own campaign and they wanted yeah. to start making partnerships, what would you advise them as do's and don'ts when um, you're doing that? I'd say to to go like when in regards to like reaching out to people and, and trying to find out information and stuff. I'd say to just go for it. Like me personally, I wasn't, um, especially when I started this project, I wasn't really, oh, it's hard to explain. I'm not like antisocial, but I'm not the guy to be really like networking <laughs> with strangers and following people and DMing them and all that, like, especially at the beginning of the project. That wasn't, that wasn't me. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't, you know, like an ego thing or a pride thing, but I'm sure there were probably loads of opportunities where, um, you know, I could have reached out to someone or been at an event and I could have spoken to someone and got advice or information and stuff. And I just didn't. Um, and over the years, if you know what I mean, I think I've really learned to to work on that a bit better. Uh, and, you know, and just mm-hmm. do it, if you know what I mean. The worst that can happen is um, they don't get back to you or, you know, and that I don't get, per- you know, I don't feel personal about, you know, I don't feel no way about that anymore. <laughs> Like when I'm like DMing yeah. someone and they read it and don't reply or they reply and then you reply and then they don't reply after that again. Like them things used to get me, <laughs> used to get me mad and I'm just like, nah. Um, but then ultimately, like you said, well, like I was saying, um, you know, you, you slowly uh, learn that it's not personal and, you know, at the end of the day, you're reaching out to them for information and I'm not begging friends with them. So if they don't reply to me, then it is what it is. I can get this information from someone else. I can research something else, if you know what I mean, or or just go with what I think is the you know the best yeah. way. So, um, yeah, I think that's my probably advice yeah. to to give to people. I think there's you know you you're, can never stop learning. So, yeah, just reach out to as many people yeah. as possible in that that field. Yeah, I think not taking like rejections personally is really really mm-hmm. important advice because. Um, when you send an email out to somebody yeah. or you send a DM, whatever, you kind of, and also not putting all your eggs on the basket of just like one person, just because this <laughs> is the person that you want to network with and you make the perfect yeah. email to this person and they air that email or they, you know, tell them, sorry, I just can't with this moment. And the person just feels like, okay, mm-hmm. well, my project's yeah. dead now. So, you know, there's just like, it's just the idea of um, starting small and not like, mm-hmm running around and also not taking rejections personally that's really important because again having that bigger picture and focusing on that and 
like going towards whoever's there to support you with that. Yeah, That's really important. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So would you say um, like the way football and especially with like everybody's just stereotype, football is a boys game. But do you think women have a role to play in sports as well? Yeah, definitely. Like especially I football. Think, um, where, you know, like you said, everyone's seen football as a, as a men's game for, for so long. Um, I think that yeah. the growth in the women's game is probably about to be massive, I think. Um, we kind of saw it with mm-hmm. um, the last Women's World Cup. And I think just with everything now, um, I guess like we're seeing at the moment with everything that's going on, I think social media and, um, you know, I guess the, the boom around media in general and TV and all that kind of stuff is so big now that, you know, when things are pushed mm-hmm. on, a, on a big scale, you know, we do see um, big reactions, if you know what I mean. Um, so I think, you know, with the, yeah. the growth in the women's game, I think that is definitely going to be, you know, a lot bigger over the, the next coming years. Amazing. And Golden Youth Football Academy has space for women. Definitely, in the future, definitely. Like with um, the girls. You know, we're registered as a charity anyway. Yeah. So um for us, you know, it wouldn't yeah. be right for us to say that we're a charity working with youth and only to work with boys, if that makes sense. So even though yeah. uh maybe girls in Gambia might not really be career driven by football. We definitely need to work mm. with them, and you know, if we can still do that through football, then you know, um, then we will. And I think that there is definitely a, a market for um, women's football in Gambia. Um, so yeah, to tap into that would, you know, it would yeah. be uh, great for me. If you know what I mean. Amazing. Well, we're coming up to yeah. the hour now. I'm so uh, sorry to have kept you this long. So what I do always to kind of summarize um, uh, my talk with somebody is to kind of kind of like, let them like relive okay. moments that they're proud of yeah. up until like this moment. So I always just kind of start off like young, like what was your like proudest moments, would you say, in school? Like something that you were really proud of in that school. you've achieved or you've done? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, proudest moment in school. Or the happiest moment, a day that you're really, really happy, like that you um, really like. Um, 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 maybe like it's a bit of a funny one because to be honest, I don't, I don't <laughs> really, especially with hindsight, I didn't really rate my school football team, but then because. Like over yeah. the years, I used to get into that like, quite a bit of trouble in school and stuff, and they used to use like the football team as like a punishment kind of thing. I'm sure that like, didn't get into the team until like yeah ten mm-hmm. or something. Me personally, that was like a little mm-hmm. a little win because I feel like yeah I got back at the school and they had to like accept that I was good enough <laughs> to play and blah 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 regardless of all the other stuff. So I think that was like a little a little victory moment for me. That was nice. That is something to be proud of because it shows like, you know, sometimes people can say, well, you can't do this. Yeah. And then you're just like, but I can though. Yeah, yeah. So... Like in the cage and that, like everyone <laughs> knew nice. about me, if you know what I mean, but yeah. they were just like trying to hear it for years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. And then um, on, on that note of like, you know, not being able to do something, but then you did it. Have you ever had a moment where you felt like, this is something that I failed at, but then you kind of overcame it and you ended up actually um, feeling positive afterwards. Let me think. Uh, I guess, I guess. What does failure yeah, mean to um, you, first of all? Sorry. For me, I'd say failures, if you don't do something that I guess you set out to achieve, but then I don't think you can fail at yeah. something until you stop trying in it, really. I think, you yeah. know, with, I was going to say that like, with the project over the years, I'd say like, I wouldn't call them failures, but I'd say, yeah, we've had loads of mini failures, to be honest. And, we, you know, when I think about time, we've invested money into this and it's backfired. And um, just the other day, I was talking to my brother about it, actually saying that over the years that like, we've, uh, <laughs> there's been times where we thought that, yeah, we could try and build like a little brand to, you know, reinvest into the project and, spent crazy money trying to make these t-shirts and then it's flopped or um <laughs> we uh 
I think we've done the same kind of thing in Gambia. Um, we thought that, you know, we had a really good uh, following of like our local, where I said, like I said, I started in like, my mum's area uh, and then we moved to like a school not far mm-hmm. from my mum. So we had like a really big following like, um, you know, in that kind of area of Gambia and that like, you used to walk around sometimes and you could see like GYFA or Golden New Football Academy on the walls, like where the kids are kind of like scribbled it down and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so uh, one of our coaches at the time, he was like, oh, we can, um, we can get some t-shirts made and da, 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 da. and then when we enter this cup, you know, um, the, the locals will, the local people will like buy some t-shirts and get behind the project and we can put that money back in. We've done all of this stuff, bought the t-shirts, got them printed, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, yeah, essentially <laughs> the, the t-shirts all got given out and everyone was like, yeah, yeah, I'll pay you next week. And, and uh, yeah, so, that, you know, that was a big flop, but it was a learning experience, you know what I mean? So, um, you know you just learn from it and yeah. realize what works and what doesn't work and how the best way to do things is and yeah yeah so yeah I think like learning experience is really important because sometimes that's how you know mm-hmm. that it wasn't a failure it was a lesson because then that means you as an individual mm-hmm. grow you as a leader grow and your project grows along as well because just like I've noticed it this time mm-hmm. we won't do it again next yeah, time yeah, and that's definitely. that's really nice yeah Okay, so would you say, like, um, in terms of your project, it, the name Golden um, Youth, by the way, so where originally, uh, we were gonna call it Golden Gambians Football Academy or some, something, yeah, Golden Gambians, I think. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, someone was saying that there might be an issue with, um, especially because our logo has like the Gambian flag kind of incorporated in it, uh. And yeah, yeah, they were saying that uh, there might be an issue with them, like linking it to like the national team or or something along those kind of lines. Yeah, we changed it oh, from right, okay. Pardon me, from Golden Gambians to um, Golden Youth, and yeah, the name kind of stuck from there. Oh. Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. So, what would you say is your proudest moment with academy. your um, with your team? Um, it's probably loads, but I'd say like recently, um, we invited um, uh, an academy from Senegal. Um, so they came from Senegal mm-hmm. to Gambia. Mm-hmm. Um, they stayed in Gambia for a few days. Um, they had a friendly with us. Um, we organised like some friendlies with a few other local teams. Well, other a few other local academies, um, and you know they came down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know ate, they ate together and chilled for a couple of days and so I think that for us was like a really big you know moment of our first international project and bringing like young boys together from different countries uh again through football um mm-hmm. yeah that was that was really big for us so mm-hmm. that's nice Amazing. And because your project is based in Gambia and because of your culture and your faith and everything, do you feel like, especially what's going on right now with like all the politics chaosness, if someone were to say to you, like, you're so connected to your other side that you're not connected to your British side, do you feel like being British? I was brought up here, I was born here. Um, Yeah, so I definitely, you know, connect Mm. with my British side, I guess. but yeah, I've always, you know, I wouldn't, I've always, you know, felt a strong connection with my Gambian side. Um, my granddad, he, uh, yeah. like, he used to play for like the Gambian national team. Like, yeah, yeah, as a keeper. So, oh, wow. um, you know, again, like growing up and loving football so much for me, that was always, you know, a little, a big thing for me, if you know what I mean. So um, I guess I've always, you know, been, yeah. um, you know, I guess, uh aware and how more like my more strong yeah amazing and you said your mum's an arsenal supporter uh same same what about Um, you yeah okay so what would you say is your proudest like arsenal moment Um, you're just like my team it was a while ago Uh, (laughs) um but yeah no probably (laughs) when we the last time we won that the the double um I guess that was probably like my my biggest Arsenal moment. 
winning the league at, at yeah. White Hart Lane. That's another one. Uh, and yeah, I remember like the Champions League final yeah. as well. That was massive. Obviously, we lost, but like, I remember growing up, that was massive for us. Like, yeah. Amazing. And like, because football is like a, such a English, like, a, even though the World Cup is just very sad, but like, it's such a thing that that's the only one time that the entire nation comes uh-huh. together and everybody's just crying together. So, do you watch the World Cup? Do you get um, through the yeah, hype no, of, like, everybody watch else? The World Cup. Uh, and you, I guess like get caught up in the, yeah. the buzz of it all, uh, especially as it gets you know towards the, the latest yeah. stages and stuff. Um, and what would you say is like a proud English is like England match that you saw like yeah. that you were just really proud and you were like um, even if you lost you were like this is good. Um, particular game. Uh. I can't, to be honest, I can't really think of one that comes to mind, I guess, but as, as like a highlight. Like, yeah. yeah as a campaign, last like, year's World Cup was really good. Like, yeah, they got all last, the way to like... Well, yeah. last World Cup's um, campaign, as a run, um, considering, you know, it was a new team and a young team, uh, you know, I think that was, you know, really yeah. a proud moment, I guess, for, for England as a, as a football team. Uh, but yeah, I can't really think yeah. of any particular games to be honest. <laughs> yeah (laughs) but yeah and also just to kind of like summarize what advice would you give to like young people who are still like either growing up in Hackney or in Gambia and they're kind of like unsure of where they are in life at the moment because everything especially Uh it's really tough time Uh, to be young at the moment I guess to just try I think my biggest advice would probably be to find what you're passionate about um I think that's that's the first thing Mm -hmm um to to kind of focus on i reckon um find what you're passionate about um you know find see if that yeah. matches with what you're good at um and i guess trying to find that you know a middle ground between yeah. you know doing what you're good at doing something you're passionate about doing something that pays well probably um you know something that makes you happy and i guess like finding yeah. like a middle ground of all of those things um and then yeah, just just building a craft yeah. or a trade or something around that, basically. Amazing. And finally, if you were to yeah. say some messages to the following people, starting with um, your parents, what would you thanks. say to them? <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, like growing up, like <laughs> I said, um, I wasn't particularly troublesome, but you know, in like my teenage years or whatever, I guess we bumped heads a lot because um, I didn't see a lot of mm. uh what they were trying to tell me um which I kind of not understand now with hindsight if that makes sense uh now I'm a bit older um yeah so yeah so I guess just thanks for being um what's the word uh patient yeah patient please. patient, patient. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And to your brother and your leadership team, um, your other team members, what would you the say? The same, to, them? to be honest. Uh, you know, as the as the project's grown, mm. um, you know, the workload grows with it. And mm. realistically, I wouldn't be able to to do everything that we do um, without their support. Really, um, you know, for time, for resources, mm-hmm. funds, like the works in it. So, um, so yeah. So even though like. Sometimes, especially my brother, he tries to like make me the the face of it all and stuff. Uh, he's definitely like a massive factor. My yeah. mom, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, they're all big factors in in. Work, to be honest. Amazing. Yeah, and what yeah. about to your players? Like, you know, the young people um, for them to just of, keep you dreaming know, man, and to to not let anyone, yeah, um, or you know, any incident or time in their life stop them thinking that they can you know do big things um you know like now obviously I don't think yeah. I'm anywhere near you know where we want to be in regards to what we're doing with the project yet um but you know a lot of people will be like oh yeah Shmo, you know you're doing big stuff and da, 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 da. um and I'm not anybody if you know what I mean I'm not an ex-pro I'm not rich uh, you know I literally just had a you know what I thought was a good idea <laughs> I've got you know the support network on the ground and you know yeah some good friends here and stuff and we just worked on it so um 
yeah so just believe in yourself really and, and to keep following what you're passionate about amazing and final word to all the listeners and like everyone just kind of general yeah. with what's going on with the world right now what um, um last few words would you say to them i guess to uh yeah i guess like to to follow your truth i guess um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah i like um, that simple a, follow your truth show. yeah it's too much so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and even if people don't agree with your truth just be proud of who you are and you know keep striving yeah i like that it's very good Mm -hmm. yeah well do you know what you're amazing and you're very patient and you're very kind (laughs) after all the madness of today so thank you so much for joining us yeah and um just uh yeah stay amazing keep doing what you're doing and i think there's lots of great things in the works with like the collaboration with star sisters like vision and golden mm-hmm. youth as well so watch this no, space everyone this looks really care. interesting stuff yeah 